Welcome to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Baran, a ministry of Worship Generation Church in Fountain Valley, California. For more information, please visit us at www.worshipgeneration.com. Now let's join Pastor Joey as we study through the Bible. We are anxious. We can't get the parts for the roof or closing the house. We can't get the parts for the car. It's just open-ended. We we're stuck with this car until we get these parts. I mean, you know this. And some seem hyped and manufactured, like for whatever reason, but some things are very real on the supply chain. They're all wearing masks in Asia again. I know you know that. I follow all these Asian dancers. They were maskless, now they're all wearing masks again. Korea, Japan, China. I think we're on that ride. We don't get off. This is Six Flags. Uh, Bush Gardens in Virginia Beach had a ride called Big Bad Wolf. It was a scary ride. I would never go on that now in my 60s. I wouldn't go on my 50s. But you stuck on that ride, that'd be, the worst, that'd be the worst dream ever. You're stuck on that ride. And don't you feel like sometimes we're stuck on this ride? So if you're hanging upside down on Big Bad Wolf, you got to say... Be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication, let my request be known to God, and the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard my hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Lord, I'm upside down, but I'm trusting in you. We're not meant to be in distress. We can come into this place with distress, but you can't, do not walk out of here in distress. You know, it's, Listen to like how many people last week lost millions, even billions of dollars for real. I mean, billions of dollars were lost last week. And I thought, well, I don't have a billion to lose, but if I did, I'd like to just totally be good with that. And I keep telling people, government will take your money. Life will take your money. Job lost everything in one day. And he said, naked I came, naked I go. I mean, it's not about what you keep and possess. It's about what you're trusted with, what you sow and what you grow. And then ultimately, when you get to the next dimension, that's where the payoff is. The payoff isn't here. These billionaires that can want to control the world, they leave it all behind. See, but what you learn to be faithful with is preparing you for the next dimension. This is like spring ball with baseball. You're trying to make the roster. And how good is it going to feel when you break spring in Arizona and you're on the 25-man roster and you're playing for the Angels? You call your mom, Mom, it's not the minors. They're not sending me back to, you know, Lake Elsinore. I'm going to Anaheim, Mom. Like, that's us in eternity. The hustle we got on, what we're doing right now in this life, we're trying to make the team at spring ball. We are on the team, but we're, we're trying to, you know, like, hey, you're, you're a starting pitcher in God's rotation. This is all preparing us for the next dimension. So be anxious for nothing, but the peace of God rule in our hearts. Jesus said, my peace I leave you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives. And Paul said, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, literally. Guide and direct your every thought. So we might be tempted for distress, because 2022, it just keeps on going. But the question is, are we going to keep on growing? Because the things causing anxiety just keep on going. But the question is, are we going to keep on growing in our faith and in the things of the Lord? The second thing is that they're in debt. Now, this is is tough. 
No one likes debt. There's bad debt and good debt. Bad debt is your credit card buying your eggs and your milk right now and your gas. That's bad debt. Good debt is when the bank likes you and they loan you money because you make them money and you make money. That's good debt. And there's a big difference. There's lots of books and YouTubes. You can Google them. You can buy them or whatever. Okay? There's a difference. But whatever how debt works is, the way I look at debt is this. If all my debt is due, I should have more in my asset column than in my debt column, and I can bring forth my assets, and they're more than my debt. In other words, when I step into eternity, my assets outweigh my liabilities, so I don't put debt on my kids, I don't put it on my grandkids, I don't put it on the church, I don't put it on anybody on the human race. In fact, I've sown bountifully, and I've, I'm leaving behind asset wealth, so spiritual wealth that I pass on to children, and asset wealth, because I've taught them spiritually how to manage it so they can grow the kingdom when I'm gone, just like Franklin Graham in Samaritan's Purse. That's how I look at it. But I don't want to leave, you don't want, you know, burial's expensive. Funerals, you know, it's, it's pretty much cost like, pretty much cost 10 grand to bury anybody these days, in case you didn't know that. Some gives me 20, 30, 50 grand. Burials can be more expensive than weddings. I don't want to, I don't, you know, there's a lot of people that do that. They just die and they leave debt. It's, it's forced on their children, their children's children, and they never break the cycle. They're the tail, not the head. Debt means you're the tail, not the head. In the Old Testament, God said, Israel, you're meant to be the head, not the tail. If you obey the Lord, you're the head. If you disobey the Lord, you're the tail. And I believe the, the word of God is complete and thoroughly equipped for all of our good works. So I believe Jesus Christ wants to be the head. Not that we don't have financial difficulties, because he said with food and clothing, we'll be content. But I want the mindset of the head, not the mindset of the tail. There's no virtue in poverty. There's no virtue in wealth. But the one that takes two and makes four gets rewarded in eternity. The one that gets five and makes ten gets rewarded in eternity. The one that has one and does nothing gets nothing. And the one who gets one and loses it has for sure got nothing. So my best counsel to all of you is you've got economic debt. Prioritize it and get out of it. Because we are in inflation. And it's not transitory. And we are moving into recession. Jobs are being laid off. Jobs are being lost. We have a war that's going to expand in Europe, and we have a supply chain problem. We've never rebuilt the damage done from the COVID lockdown. So I'm telling you, if you've got debt, fix it at the top of your list. Get out of debt, because the debtor is a slave to the lender. And I, did a, I was at a memorial here for a few months ago for a man who took his life because he was overwhelmed by his debt and his creditors. That's not the escape. The escape is one step forward with Jesus each day, going in the right direction. When I settled my sister's debt, when she was homeless and then in rehab, and I called and I negotiated and I settled with them all of her debt with the blessings that my parents stored up from my mom, and she's able to clear that debt, and now she's a thriving homeowner with an, with an offer on the property next to her, and she loves her job at Home Depot in Vero Beach, Florida. You can turn it around. And you say, I don't have parents that left something for me. You've got someone way better than my parents. you got Jesus. The wealth on this planet, earth, belongs to him. It never leaves the planet. He redistributes it. So it's never about the money. It's about the heart. So if you feel like, well, no one left me an inheritance. Well, you know what? Then get your hustle on and start putting things in motion where God can bless you and leave someone else an inheritance when you go. Just, you watch, you know, you're 61, you see a lot of people who never lived. And they never accept the responsibility for time, space, and matter, the stewardship of their health and their life, and the opportunity to live in the United States of America and all this country gives us. It's bad enough if you don't make something of your life living for 80 years on planet Earth. It's even worse if you're an American citizen because you probably have better opportunity than anyone else in any other country.
Certainly all the countries I've been to, it's a better chance here than anywhere else. Losers make excuses. Winners get things done. And I know those are strong words, but that's just the way it is in the human experience. Get out of debt. Discipline yourself with your finances. You have income, you have expenses. You have assets and um, liabilities, you know, income, expenses, month to month. Then you have assets, long-term wealth management, and liabilities, long-term uh, accountability of, of what you're on the hook for. You got a house worth a million dollars, you owe 500000 on it. You've got 500000 equity that can go up, that can go down, but, you know, that's debt, asset, you know, that's in your line. Or you got stocks and dividends from stocks. Listen, watch YouTube. I learned to dance on YouTube. I learned how to manage money on YouTube, right? YouTube, Google it. You can figure it out. You know, Luke Caldwell told me years ago, hey, Joey, start thinking and get your hustle on. All, that's all he had to tell me. He didn't say, this is how you do this with this or that. This is how you do. He just said, start thinking and get your hustle on. See, most people are crippled economically because they're too lazy. To, to, they're too lazy, too fearful to figure it out. You got to know, like if Joey Brown wants to understand accounting, Donald Lindbergh, then that means I'm not lazy. Because I want to understand accounting. Because I'm going to give an account for everything God's entrusted to me. So I figure it's a good time to start learning numbers, even though I'm not really a numbers guy. But I want to be entrusted with more things in the, in the human experience. Balance your personal budget. You talk about right brain is the metrics how you think. It's the accounting. Do the, does the money work on this? Left brain is the creativity, how you do something. Like how you resolve, how you create ideas. See, that, see, if we had a million dollars in the room, if I was going to give you a million dollars, which I'm not going to, but if I was going to, you might say, oh, Joey's going to a million dollars. But if you're really smart, you'd ask me, how did you make the million dollars? Because I'll give you the million dollars, I'll give you the million dollars. If I give you the understanding of how I made a million dollars, then maybe you can go make more than a million or whatever it is that you want to do with finances. See, for 20 years at least, I've been, whenever I'm talking to someone that I would deem, well, I, I learn from homeless people. Everyone has something to learn from. But when I'm talking to someone, for example, Leah's wedding rehearsal, it was, the rehearsal dinner was at his house in Laguna Beach, like a $20 million home. Might have burned down last week, but it's a $20 million home. And the owner was there, and I ended up in this room with just him, and he made it in commercial real estate. You know what I did? I pulled out my memory stick, analytically, you know, uh, you know. An analogy, and I did, boom, tell me about, this is like, this is when we got married, like 10 years ago. Hey, tell me about commercial real estate, a USC grad. He talked for 20 minutes. I just downloaded it all, like James Bond, boom. I just got free education from a USC grad on how he made money, lost money in commercial real estate, and now he's making it again. I don't need his money. I need what he knows. Henry Ford. Barely educated, but he's the smartest man in the room because he surrounded himself with the smartest men and women on planet Earth. So what he didn't know, he met someone that did know. Get smarter. It's time to get smarter economically. Don't just be a victim of, of inflation, recession, supply chain, and global wars. And super bubble, everything bubble. Change your mindset and determine that you're going to educate yourself to be better with the economics God gives you so you can sleep better and you can take care better of the needs that you have for your loved ones and how you do it. And people say, oh, I, I, 
listen, you just have to do what you have to do. I have to give an account for myself. You give an account for yours. I don't need to find solutions for your economic problems. You do. And God has the answer. Right brain metrics, left brain creativity. And then what I told my friend Sean Masson today, you get your right brain going, your left brain going, and then what do you get? You get the mind of Christ and put that over it all. So you got, you're using this analytically, you're using this creativity, and you're saying, now under the spirit of God, the mind of the spirit. You're superwoman. You're like supercomputer. God has all the answers. He has the solutions to your economic challenges. How are we going to balance this budget? How are we going to clear this debt? He knows. No matter how much you self-inflicted it with laziness or uh, fear or bad influences and things like that, hey, he's, he can t- you want to turn it around? He'll turn it around for you. You just got to decide you're going to turn it around. You got to change your thinking and turn it around. You turn it around. Me personally, you get these different models. I'm going to move on from this, but I'm, just, I'm sharing my heart with you. I like a 10, 10, 70, 10 model right now with every $100. 10, 10, 70, 10. 10 for the tithe, 10 for savings, 70 for cost of living, 10 for investment. 10, 10, 70, 10. It's a pretty good model. You can find other models that are pretty similar. But God doesn't need your tithe. We don't need your tithe, but you need to tithe. Let me say that again. God doesn't need your tithe. He doesn't need your 10%. He owns the universe. We don't need your 10%. People have come and gone to this church for 17 years. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging for bread in the city. We don't need your tithe, but you need to tithe. Because it's the one thing in the entire Bible where God says, put me to the test and I'll show you I got your back. I'll show you the God of heaven, how I work when you trust me with the first 10% of your wealth. And if you want to tithe to the penny, tithe to the penny. You want to tithe above that, tithe above that. You, you know, you can't outgive God. Because if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. The tithe, the savings, you'll never have enough money to pay yourself, so pay yourself. And set aside the savings. And you'll never have enough money to invest, so find a way to find some money to invest. It's not, it's not rocket science, but just get your hustle on and think it through. If, if you're serious with God, when you come to Cave Abdulam and you're in debt, and you say, Lord Jesus, I'm in debt. And you mean business. And you say, I want to live by faith. I want to obey you. I want you to be Lord of all my life, particularly my economics. He'll meet you there. And he'll turn you around. I promise it. I guarantee it. Absolutely. So the Bible tells us in Proverbs, know the state of your flocks. You need to know your income expenditures and your asset liabilities to the penny. Know the state of your flocks. So you've got what you need when you need it. So bountifully, 2 Corinthians, and then, of course, grow. Matthew 25, the one that has two gets four, five gets ten. Grow, grow, expand the kingdom. See God for an expanding kingdom. Be that expanding kingdom. You think Franklin Graham's over there in Tennessee or in North Carolina living in fear about this, that, and everything else? No. These are people of faith that do things like Operation Christmas Child and the Emergency Relief Samaritan's Purse. That's who we need to be. I'm not drinking the fear Kool-Aid, nor the laziness Kool-Aid. I just believe the victory of Jesus on the cross over my sins is his victory to help me to be walk in knowledge, understanding, and wisdom in all things of life because he's given to us all things pertaining to life and godliness. And I want to get all of it. Don't you? 
Because again, it's not about what can be left behind or what thieving moth can destroy, because Jesus said, so up your treasures in heaven. But it's about learning how you are faithful in these things. So that's the reward in heaven because now you can be entrusted with more because this goes back to baseball. If you're hustling at spring ball and you're hitting, fielding, and doing all things you're supposed to do, showing up early, not giving attitude, getting the job, learning the pitches, paying attention to the scouting report, you make the team. But if you're lazy in time, you'll be in the kingdom and glory, but I'm not, I'm pretty certain you won't have nearly what you could have been. I do not want to be on God's eternal roster less than what I could have been, nor do I want any of you to be. And I definitely don't want you pointing at me saying he didn't lead me in the way to, to dig deeper, run faster, be stronger, believe more. I want you, I, you know, when you're standing before the king and I'm your pastor, I want the king to go like, hey, he told you, get your hustle on and don't be lazy. Now more than ever, now more than ever, because I want to keep helping people all over the world that are, don't have the same economic opportunities that we have, don't you? Like I told someone recently about getting their trust in order, I said, you know, you have hundreds of thousands of dollars of wealth. You need to get the trust. You need to have the quick claim. You need these things. And you need to specify when you step in eternity, if you do step in eternity, that you specify where that money's going. Do you want it to go to family and friends? Do you want it to go to the mission in Ghana? Where do you want it to go? Because if you don't specify it, then the lawyers will certainly know where they want it to go. Now, the last thing is they were... Um, discontented. Now, I feel like we're a pretty happy church in a good way. I feel like we're, yeah, we're, we're a joyful church. We love to praise the Lord. Jeff Anderson comes out, cranks it up. We're like, right? We can dance at a wedding. We can cry at a memorial. We're real here. We're, we're, I feel like we're a joyful church. I don't think there's too many. If someone has a negative disposition and kind of a, a Debbie Downer or Eeyore, you know, with Winnie the Pooh, like, you're not going to stick around here very long. Like, I've seen Igor come and go, like, oh, man, and he goes. She goes. Like, you're, like, Eeyore wouldn't like hanging out at WG. So I feel like as a whole, we're pretty positive, optimistic disposition in who we are with the kingdom. We understand the blood delivers us from the sins. We understand grace. We're not testing it, provoking it. We're just going forward in it. We understand we fail, like with the guys today talking about today. We fail. We get tempted. We get this. We do that. We can't change yesterday. We're going forward. We're real. Like, we're not trying to be like some super religious thing. We're living the human experience. We have great days, bad days. But we keep going forward, and we frame everything with faith and expectation from the king and the good things that the Lord has for us. So I don't really feel like this third one is that applicable to us. Still, though, attitude is everything. We want to keep a positive attitude. I've been working on this because there's certain things that make me uh, negative, all right? I'm going to be honest here. If you say California government, I have negative thoughts. If you say County of Los Angeles, city council, I don't even live there. I have negative thoughts. I do. So when you say governor, I think like, huh? Or new laws and new mandates, I'm like, Huh. I have negative thoughts. But you know, in my daily goals that I review every day, in this list of certain things, do not speak ill of the state of California. Now, I'm not where I want to be, but I definitely am aware of it. You know, I have things like, never ever under any circumstance speak ill of my adult children or their spouses. Never ever under any circumstances speak ill of my in-laws, ever under any circumstance. 
these are good things to think about when you wake up and start your day because we all have opinions and my opinion doesn't matter in most cases. And I don't want my negative attitudes to affect me and how I am with other people. And I don't want someone else throwing something negative at me about someone, some of me about that person. So attitude and disposition and a faith-filled worldview, that's what we want to have. We want to have godliness with contentment. We want to just keep it real with the Lord. We want to be a people of faith, not an unbelief, not self-defeated, not beaten down. But we're going to stay positive because our, we're fo- our focus on Jesus. We're going to stay positive because his word is true. And all the promises are yes and amen for everything pertaining to life and godliness. The things that really matter, the emotion, the mind, the heart, the spirit, the inner woman, the inner man. And then things we have to deal with, the economics of living the human experience at any given time, but now in a time like this. We can't let inflation, recession, and super bubble, all encompassing bubble, we just can't let it take your joy. Because real wealth isn't the money that you can lose. All these people lost their billions last week in these different things. Real wealth is you walking with your wife on the bike path, watching the sunset. You go around the block with your grandkid, and you, you show her you can do slow motion on your camera, and she realizes this is the greatest thing she's ever seen at the age of five. By the way, on that walk, Zippy's classic. Because I've been Papa Joe, but it's the craziest thing. The other day, she goes, she goes like this. She leans over the couch. She goes, hey, Joey Baran. <laughs> what? I was like, that's right. I'm Joey Baran, Zippy, and you're my granddaughter. But it's always like, she's like, hey, Joey Baran. I'm like, where did I come from? Well, suddenly it's like, I'm Joey Baran, you know? I'm like, hey, let's go for a walk, Zippy. Got that slow motion. She's doing like this. I got a great Instagram coming up. Zippy, just like pump it up. That's real wealth. Guys lost a billion dollars last week, and I'm walking around the block with my granddaughter with real wealth. Because wealth is just perceived anyways. It's ideas, it's thoughts, it's common exchange. That's real wealth. Our real wealth is in Jesus and the joy of a relationship with the Savior, Jesus Christ. Humor in a difficult day. That's real wealth. So we keep that perspective, and we're not, dis, we're not discontented. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And we just keep a thankful spirit, a positive disposition on the things of the Lord, be grateful, and, and, and keep it simple. And, and just know there's total victory in Jesus for all of life's experiences. The injustices that never get straightened out when you're alive, just give it to the Lord. You can't stop living because of that. When we saw Saul kill or Dog Edomite killed those 70 priests, it just makes me sick to read that chapter. And it wasn't injustice. And you can't bring those guys back. But we see injustice all the time that you can't bring back. But we know that it's all going to work out in eternity. So we stay positive. We stay, we frame it in faith. We put Jesus, the cross, the tomb, the blood, the empty tomb, faith. We just, that's how we need to live. Because we can come to the cave in, in distress in debt and discontented, but we cannot leave the cave of Abdullam, the same woman, the same man that came in there. Because our captain is not David, our captain is Jesus. And he's going to elevate us. And he wants us to be part of the kingdom and the administration of the reign of David. But so much better than the reign of David, 
to be one of the mighty men of Jesus, the mighty women of Jesus, is to be faithful in time, space, and matter as a mighty woman of God and a mighty man of God, but even more so in the, in the kingdom to come, the age to come. So be encouraged and be built up. And I leave with this thought on this matter. Back to Philippians 4.13. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And Paul said, I've learned to be in debt. I've, I've learned to be uh, broken, to have nothing, and I've learned to have many things. And I've learned I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he said that my God is able to meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory. That's spiritual. That's emotional. That's inner woman, inner man. That's the economic needs that he defines for our life. And, and that's what we want to do. And that's what he promises to do. So keep the faith. Stay encouraged. It's okay what you brought to the cave yesterday, but make sure you're going forward with the lessons of today to be a better version of the mighty woman and the mighty man of God. King Jesus wants us to be on this side of eternity so we're ready when we get to eternity. You've been listening to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Baran. If you would like more information about the ministry of Worship Generation, visit us online at www.worshipgeneration.com where you can listen to the podcast of today's entire message. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and our church YouTube channel. Worship Generation is located at 10350 Ellis Avenue in Fountain Valley, California. Our service times are Saturday evenings at 6 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. For more information about Pastor Joey personally, you can follow him on his Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, and God bless.